Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Championship morning. Kansas City. 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson here with you until 2 o'clock. And then you get the lovely sounds of Mitch Holtis for Chiefs pregame as he taps in before he goes on the air with everyone who does that great pregame and postgame show. And then, of course, obviously, after the game is over, and hopefully your Kansas City Chiefs are headed to Tampa Bay for Super Bowl 55. Who they play, I don't know, but they'll find out before they even play the game as that Tampa Bay-Green Bay game will kick off first. By the way, if you haven't looked or haven't noticed, it's going to be like 17 degrees in Lambeau and snow. Sounds like a typical day in the NFC for the Green Bay Packers in an NFC championship game. And oh, by the way, the AFC championship game is going to be played in the exact same place it has been played for the last three years we set you up all day long today on this championship day special on 610 sports radio once again i am dusty likens and i am joined with grant nicholson today till two o'clock it's a four-hour special show that kicks off basically 24 straight hours again of chiefs coverage going into the wee hours of the night and then i will join you again at 5 a.m with Pete Sweeney as we begin the Run It Back show from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pete has told me that he's somehow going to, like, come in here and try to hijack part of the show. I called his bluff. He'd never text me back. We're pretty good friends. We're so good, such good friends, Grant, that we voice text each other. Like, audio text. I feel like that's when you've, re- that you've like, reached peak friendship. So not voice to text. No. But actual like voice messages. Audio text. is definitely another level. Definitely a different level. I don't even do that with Nick Price, who produced uh, Saturday's Out of Bounds. That guy's a loser. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's, I'm definitely not a loser. Um, but yeah, once again, we're here until 2 p.m. today. All things Chiefs. Try to get you as pumped up as I can if you're not already there. Um for the Chiefs versus Bills, is there's a lot going on with this game, as there should be, right? It's the championship day. 
in Kansas City. The weather sucks, but that has nothing to do with how much hype there is behind this game. By the way, if you weren't jacked up, listen to this. Mahomes is being helped off the field. Mahomes was diagnosed with a concussion and was... And Patrick Mahomes doesn't play in this He's healthy. They win the Super Bowl again. Let's do it. He is the ex-factor. Let's do it. 25 times Mahomes has played. They lost one. Give me my helmet. Give me my helmet. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm just going to be. So that was an open I found on Twitter. It just seemed appropriate. Seems like there's a lot going on. But today's more importantly about what it is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Trust me, I'm going to dive into Patrick Mahomes in this Josh Allen conversation as I stood over it last night in my head as an appropriate way to go at it. We'll get there. Trust me. But my job is to get you ready for this game. And we start with kind of what is, I'd like to give you a soccer analogy. When a guy has a hat trick in soccer, it's three goals. When they get that second one, they call that the brace. That's what today is. Today is the brace of a dynasty for the Kansas City Chiefs. It starts today. The real season for the Chiefs, that started last week. When the Cleveland Browns came into Kansas City talking a whole bunch of mess about how things were personal, how this time it was their time to shine. Chiefs gained a really big super fan in Chase Claypool. As he said, the Browns were going to get clapped. Well, he was right. Chase Claypool knows what he's talking about, apparently. I agree with it. And you go into this game against Buffalo, and the narrative is different, right? It's not, you know, it's Cleveland's time to shine. Obviously, Cleveland is, is last week divisional round Matchup. Now you get Buffalo. You waited all week to hear about the injury report. Obviously, Mahomes has been cleared. Now it is Mahomes has turf toe. That'll keep his mobility down a little bit. But again, it's not Mahomes' mobility that we worry about. It's the arm. He can still move. He's going to be tough. Trust me. I don't think there's anybody more excited for this game than Patrick Mahomes. Clyde Edwards-Elair, playing. Bashad Breland, to me, other than Mahomes, who's the most important person to play in this game, cleared a protocol. Good to go. Sammy Watkins, reports are coming out now. He'll run some tests before the game. They'll see where he's at and see if he's available, but they're not very optimistic about it. That's all we know as of 10.06 on Sunday morning, January 24th, on a championship day Sunday when it's Kansas City versus the Bills. But we get back to the main point. This is three straight AFC Championship games for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's three straight AFC Championship games for the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Something Andy Reid is familiar with because he did it in New England. This is something that, not New England, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. This is something that New England never did in their run. 
This is something that the Dallas Cowboys never did in their run. And this is something that Pittsburgh, San Francisco, they didn't do it either. This is familiar grounds with the Kansas City Chiefs, not the Buffalo Bills. This, my friends, is where the run it back situation, where when they signed all these guys last year and everybody said, where did they go? How do they find all this money to find these guys' contracts and bring them back to the team? This is where it starts. This is why they did it. This is a team that went 14-2. and two. This is a team that this year was the best team in the AFC, and it wasn't even close. Everybody wanted to talk about how Pittsburgh looked really, really good. Now it's the time where Kansas City, again, is in the AFC Championship game, again, at Arrowhead, again. And I get it. All of these people are in love with Buffalo. But again, this is where Kansas City was at at the beginning of the year. This is where they were at when all these players put their name on a dotted line and signed a contract to do this again. And this is the middle leg of the dynasty. You have one. I get it. You should have another one. You had that tough loss to New England. But that's what made this team where they are today. Losing to Brady at home in the AFC Championship game. The rest is unwritten. Last year was the come-from-behind story. Houston, Tennessee, San Francisco. Beat them, beat them, beat them. Hoisted the trophy of Lombardi up in the air. This year was run it back. Let's do it again. You lost once in week five against the Raiders. And then you lost again in week 17 which to me doesn't really count. I get it. Week 17 is still part of the schedule. You have to use it 14 and 2, call it what you will. But this Chiefs team, they're looking to do exactly what I've said all year. Do exactly what the Chicago Bulls did in that last dance documentary. Become a dynasty, become a team in which you have to talk about in sports history, not just football history but in sports history. Everybody who loves sports remembers those Dallas Cowboys 90s team. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, how it compares to the Chiefs, a little bit later in the show. Everybody remembers those Lakers teams that won three, Kobe and Shaq. You remember those types of dynasties, the Bulls. Twice they did it. I truly believe that the Chiefs saw that. They saw how great that feeling could be. They saw where they could be on top of the sports world. Not just the NFL world, but the sports world. And then you sit back and you think about these teams forever. You're like, well, that 2020, 19, and 21 team that the Chiefs have in 2022 team was one of the best runs we've seen in sports. Not only did they come from behind in three straight playoff games, not only did they win three Super Bowls, but after they won one, they went 14-2. and two. After they won two, I can't predict that yet. But that's where I mentally think this team is. And that's why today just kind of goes quiet. Yes, there's all these people that think the Bills are the sexiest team in the league right now. That's fine. Some people want to coin Josh Allen in the same league as Patrick Mahomes. That's fine. 
You remember what happens when Mahomes gets pissed off? You start seeing him count on hands. You start to see him shrug. You remember what happened when Michael Jordan got pissed off? It's not pretty. So today is the brace of the dynasty. Can they get there? I think they can. I think that's what this team was built for. This team wasn't built for a one and done or a two-year run. This team was built to change the way that we look at the NFL moving forward. New England torch was passed. I truly believe it was passed to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are going to take today a little bit more personal than they have in any other game before. Today's a different show. Today's an AFC Championship preview show. It starts and kicks off just constant Chiefs content. After this show, we lead you right into the Chiefs pregame. After that, you get, well, you get satellite radio because we can't play the Chiefs game. You know where you can go? 106.5 The Wolf, and you can listen to Mitch Holt just do it all day. Then you get Chiefs postgame. Then you get Jay Binkley after that. Then after that, you'll get Chris Unicero, Julian Carroll. After that, you'll get myself and Pete Sweeney. And then Monday show starts. It's a whirlwind of sports content. But next, you remember the apple cider? You know who that guy is? He hosts shows from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. He joins us next. Back in on a championship Sunday preview show. Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson today here on 6 in Sports Radio all the way up until 2 p.m. Remember, you can text in 913-576-7610 to the J Southland Tow Service text line. Big day for the Chiefs. They've done it before. They got big-time weapons. They got a big-time guy at quarterback. And we got a big-time guy joining us now on the Comfort Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling Hotline, Mr. Bob Fesco from Fesco in the Morning. Bob, hey, how you doing this morning? I'm good, Dusty. How are you, my friend? Oh, What's man. With you? Hey, man, this is, I think, the first time that you and I have done this. I think so. I think it is. I, I think it is. I'm proud of you, my man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Normally, I'm on the uh, the other side of the glass with you or walking out of a out of a room while you walk into it. So, uh you know, this is, a, this is a different take, but it feels good. I feel like uh, you're the Chiefs. You've done this and been here before, and I'm Buffalo. This is a first-time thing for me, so I've got to try not to fumble or, or throw an interception here while we do this quick little back and forth. Well, yeah, that's what it's all about with Buffalo. They make one mistake today, and their goose is absolutely cooked. At what point are you going to text Kling and say it's over? Or have I you already probably, done that? And I, I haven't done that yet. I actually did that on Friday before the Cleveland game. I told him it was over before the game even started, but I'll probably wait till, you know, we see that first drive by the Chiefs and they, they just surgically, you know, take apart the Buffalo Bills. Five runs, five passes. Mahomes looks like there's nothing wrong with him. And it's 7 nothing with like 10.32 to go in the first quarter or something like that. And they've had this flawless first drive. That's probably when I'll send that text. Bob, I like kind of your rhetoric that you speak these days when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Why do you think there are people out there trying to put Buffalo ahead of Kansas City or trying to put Josh Allen in the same conversation as Mahomes? Well, n- number one, there's a lot of dumb people out there, first of all, so we need to clear the air on that. There's, and there's a lot of people also who are trying to be like, I was ahead of it, I knew this was going to happen, you know, trying to find something different because – 
That's what we like to do in sports. We always like to find out who's the next, who's going to be better, who's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes and all of that. And and quite honestly, Dusty, I've watched a lot of football over my years, and I think all of us have watched a lot of football over our years. We've never seen anybody better than Patrick Mahomes at this quarterback position. I mean, what he can do, the way that he plays the game, the way that he makes plays, the way that he creates plays. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has got a great arm, but Patrick Mahomes just has that next level of, oh, my God, I can't believe he just did that. And, and you don't say that with a lot of quarterbacks. Now, Josh Allen has had himself one heck of a season and has done a great job in becoming you know, a better quarterback from where he was a season ago. And him and Diggs have been fantastic together. But I think so many people are always looking for the next and what could be the next instead of focusing on the now and the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes. I have a feeling today is going to be one of those games where Patrick Mahomes reminds the world that he is the greatest quarterback on the face of the earth. Do you think Andy Reid needs six titles to be considered the best like Bill Belichick is? Dusty, you cut out there, my man. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. I said, do you think that uh, you think Andy Reid needs six titles to be considered the best like Bill Belichick? Or do you think he just well, needs to get like two or like three or four under his belt? If they go back to back and then have the opportunity to three peat and they do three peat. I think you can make a case that Andy Reid is the best. I mean, he, he's taken two different organizations, you know, to the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick has only had success with Tom Brady. The numbers are there. Now, the book is still unwritten on Bill Belichick, but I think if Tom Brady wins today, I think the rose starts to get a little different with Bill Belichick. You start to look at him in a different light, like, huh. Is he a good football coach, or was it all about Tom Brady? Because if he can take two franchises to the Super Bowl, I think it all becomes more about it was Tom Brady and not necessarily Bill Belichick. But Andy Reid has taken the Eagles to the Super Bowl, went to three straight NFC championship games in Philadelphia. Now he's done that here in Kansas City. No other coach has done that three in a row at home like Andy Reid has done in Philadelphia and in Kansas City. And so I think, you know, if Andy had won a couple of more Super Bowls, you know, before he got here to Kansas City, number one, he may not be here in Kansas City. He did that in Philadelphia. But but I think that, you know, he, he's got to win a couple of more before you can start to put him in that same category of Bill Belichick. But if Andy gets on this track where he starts to win a ton of Super Bowls here before he steps away and retires and Bill Belichick continues to float around 7-9 and nine, and Tom Brady sees success with Tampa Bay, how can you sit there and say Bill Belichick is the better coach when it seemingly all points to Tom Brady being the difference maker? Makes sense to me. What's your, uh, like, when you look back, when you watch this game, obviously there's more into it. You have to do a four-hour show on Monday morning. What's the big matchup or what's the key, like, what's the big thing that you're looking for today when it comes to this Chiefs first Bills game? Well, I'm looking for Frank Clark to have himself a day. I mean, we, we've got an entire season, and there really hasn't been much out of Frank Clark. And I think since he had a good game against Buffalo that first time around, and I thought he really influenced why they were able to hold Josh Allen to like 100 passing yards, I need to see that dude eat today, man. He's like one of your highest-paid players, and this is the time of year when big-name players are supposed to play big. And he played really well in Week 6 against the Buffalo Bills. And so I'm looking for him to go out there today and have an impact, affect the quarterback. Maybe you don't get sacks, per se, but you're knocking him down. You're batting down the pass. You're forcing him to throw early. You're, you're getting there before Diggs can finish his routes and get open and that kind of thing. So to me, like the, the, the success of this defense today, to me, it all relies on Frank Clark and, and really Chris Jones, too, that entire defensive front. 
They need to get after it today. But more importantly, Frank Clark, it's time for him to go out there and have a performance like he did in the playoffs last year. Bob, when I was going to college and driving to and from Warrensburg to get a degree to do this type of job, I remember you did a rant about cider. Can you give me the background story of why you did that? Uh, because the team was so bad. It was a, it was actually after the Buffalo Bills game back in, in, in 2012. I mean, that, that's really ironic that we bring that up today because they played so bad in Buffalo. And that was just the beginning of just an awful, awful season for the Chiefs. Romeo Cornell was the head coach. They went 2-14. and 14. Uh, We all know what happened at the end of that season. And, and they found Andy Reid. And, and sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you can go back up. And 2012 was definitely rock bottom for this franchise and for this organization. And they went out and made the best hire possible. And, you know, every organization who hired a coach that year is now on their third coach since the Kansas City Chiefs have hired Andy Reid. So it helped to hit rock bottom. But I just felt like at that point in time, Dusty, we were, we were wasting our time watching that football team in 2012. They weren't playing with any passion. They weren't playing with any love. They weren't playing like they wanted it at all. I mean, it really was a bad situation. So we've experienced the ultimate of lows here in Kansas City with the Chiefs, and now we're experiencing the ultimate of highs. And that's why you can't take this for granted. Every single day that we get to watch this team and Andy Reid coach it and Patrick Mahomes play quarterback, we got to take that day and love it up because we know what the other side is. It wasn't that long ago when the Chiefs were the laughing stock of the NFL. I love it. I love it. You're you're definitely right. Lows of lows, now highs of highs. So Fesco, what is the uh, what's the prediction of score today when it comes to Chiefs versus Bills AFC Championship game? Well, I predict every game the Chiefs win 38 to two, and so I'm not going to get off of that one today. The Chiefs will win this thing 38 to two. I think they really, really, really show the world that not only Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, but I think they show the world that they're the best football team in the NFL. And I think the narrative on Monday morning is like, where's this Chiefs team been all season long? Well, it's been right there, right where you wanted it to be. And then they show up big when they need to show up big. They beat big-time opponents. They play well against big-time opponents. When the lights get bright, this team plays better. And I think Monday morning, everybody's going to be saying, I don't want to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They're destined to win their second consecutive. Well, speaking of Monday morning, you'll be joined by former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson and also uh, color analyst Dana Hughes on Fesco in the morning. Bob, I'll uh, I'll see you Monday morning, bright and early. Yeah, I'll see you too. You guys start at 5 a.m., so have fun with that, and, and we'll, we'll start soon after you guys wrap it up. Sounds good. Thanks for joining, Bob. Take care. You bet, bud. Take care. Bob Fesco, 38-2, Chiefs. Unfortunately, Buffalo's going to get a safety, and then that's it. My God, if that score happens, I'll tell you what. I'm sorry. I just remember being like a college student, driving to my car, turning on the radio. And he was just in full rant mode about, like, hard cider. I just, I'll never forget that. I don't know why, but that is where I, uh, I link Bob the Bulldog Fesco to. is just hard cider and just going nuts. Loved it. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard on local sports radio. Coming up, I don't know if anybody here has seen the movie Lethal Weapon, but there's a scene at the end of the movie, and that's what I feel like this analogy comes to when it comes to Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Back in Chiefs AFC Championship programming right here on 610 Sports Radio. Feel free to text in to the Jay Southland Toast Service text line with your score predictions. You just heard Bob Fesco of Fesco in the morning. Just a quick reminder, he's joined every Monday morning, 7.30, Derek Johnson. 8.30, Danon Hughes. That all starts 
after myself and Pete Sweeney get you kicked off with the Run It Back show that we hope continues for another two weeks. As long as the Chiefs are in the playoffs, Pete Sweeney and I are on at 5 o'clock in the morning, which means I get up every morning, Monday through Friday at 3.30 in the morning. Grant, it's kind of funny. Um, Friday night? Yeah, Friday night at my other job, uh, server, and uh, this gigantic group of Buffalo fans came in. All in their Buffalo gear. I mean, they came to a Kansas City staple of a barbecue restaurant wearing Buffalo gear, and I mean the thickest Buffalo accent. Like, we want some beans, some chicken, some ribs, some ends, man. That's what we want. That's what we came here for. I don't know if that's a Buffalo accent, but that's what they I mean, sounded it was, it was like. It's kind of Italian. But I was yeah. going to say, yeah, that's what, but I mean, they. it felt like a like a Bill's Mafia, right? That's exactly, like, right when they got to the table. I said, what's going on, Mafia? And they kind of laughed. I hated this because they were super, super nice to me. So was I. I wasn't like a jerk, right? They were so nice to me and so generous, super generous with what they left me money-wise that I kind of was like, man, I hate to have to hate this team on Sunday. And it's not because I'm a Chiefs fanboy. It's not because I'm a, you know, diehard Chiefs fan. It's because I want to do two more weeks of radio shows with my good friend Pete Sweeney. Who apparently says that he's just going to ambush this show. That's what Pete does. Pete doesn't give you a welcome. He doesn't give you a text reminder. Even though him and I have a friendship that is audio text, not voice to text, audio text. Hey, how you doing this morning? Replies back, not in text form, but in voice form. Doing great, Dusty. Can't wait to see you. That's where we're at. So we'll see if he's going to be a jerk and come in here and try to ambush some things. Because he's a busy guy. This is like his pre... This is, this is probably one of the biggest days of the year for Pete Sweeney, of Arrowhead Pride, editor-in-chief and good friend of mine. Um, I don't know where to begin with this one, so I'll just begin as best that I can when it comes to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Myself, Dusty Likens, big, big, big Josh Allen fan. Thought he was great in college. Had many conversations with Jay Binkley about him and said, can he be Ben Roethlisberger? Binkley and I kind of agreed. Obviously, you know, Jay Binkley does mock drafts starting three weeks ago. And will go all the way until April. This is probably, most likely, and for sure going to be the future of the AFC moving forward. Now, there are some some weighing options that could change a little bit of this as uh, we'll get into some NFL news that happened over this weekend. But I think it's interesting when people like Adam Sheen of the NFL Network say things like this when it comes to the Chiefs versus Buffalo with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are going to lead the Buffalo Bills to the Super Bowl. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes playing is huge. But let me tell you something. Josh Allen's the best quarterback on the field on Sunday. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, they had a better combination and connection this season when you compare and contrast it to Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Josh Allen got my vote for Offensive Player of the Year, not Patrick Mahomes. And what Josh Allen has done this postseason, 
it's been next level. I mean, forget about last year against Houston. That's officially a lifetime ago. He hasn't thrown a pick in the postseason. He's been dominant, completing nearly 70% of his passes. And Stephon Diggs is absolutely special. He's one of those guys with this connection with Josh Allen. Listen, if he's open, he's open. If he's covered, he's open. The trust level's unbelievable. The friendship, the bond, it's incredible. What a connection. The numbers speak for themselves. The, the feel when you watch it, it's dreamy. And I also think around Stephon Diggs, there are big-time weapons. Cole Beasley is ready to rock and roll. That's a huge deal. You know, he puts pressure on the opposition's defense as well. It is without question Diggs and Allen's time to shine. It's all coming up, Buffalo Bills. They are going to the Super Bowl. Gross. That didn't even sound real. That doesn't sound like someone who literally truly believes that. What a turd. That just doesn't sound like something that you have enough behind it. How many championship games in the AFC has Josh Allen played in? How many playoff wins does Josh Allen have? How many leads has Josh Allen blown in the playoffs? One, against a team that had a lead against Kansas City that then got beat on a 51-7 run where a stadium literally, literally ran out of fireworks. That's hilarious. That's fine. I get it. And I kind of like how Fesco, who joined us earlier, he said people want to be, well, he said some people are dumb, which is true. There's a lot of dumb people out there, which is kind of me. I'm one of them. But he also said that some people want to be those guys that get out there and say it first. At least when Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football had those like outlandish takes on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs before Patrick Mahomes had really taken a snap or really been taken serious and his sample size was two games, at least Peter Schrager had some sort of backup. Sheen just said that Cole Beasley was huge. Cole Beasley is going to be remembered more for his attempt at being a rap star than he is going to be a receiver in the NFL. And I get it. Cole Beasley has been good in the slot, right? And I get that we need content for the game, but let's pump the brakes here when we compare Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes. At least when people started to coin Patrick Mahomes the next GOAT, that he would then eventually become the quarterback, which he is now, he had a 50-touchdown, 5,000-yard season on his resume. He had an AFC championship game under his belt. He had an MVP on his mantle. All of that was there before they were like, well. Then halfway through last year, right before the knee injury, everyone was like, okay, that's enough. That's it. Mahomes is in a class of his own. Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, they're all kind of on their way out, which... Obviously, now Breeze is on his way out. Rodgers had this season an MVP season, but he had to have his best season of his career just to barely beat Mahomes in the MVP race.
And Allen has two playoff wins. And he's playing in his first AFC title game. Last I checked, the torch was passed to Patrick Mahomes, not anybody else. I'm all for this, but let's have a serious conversation about this. This isn't a radio host talking about a Kansas City team in Kansas City that has a Kansas City quarterback. You could go ask anybody any time of the year and say, if you were starting a franchise today, are you taking Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? And anyone, anyone who said Josh Allen, which there shouldn't be any of them, any of them, discredit them. There's not one guy in their right state of mind that would take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. I don't believe that to be true. And if you want to sit here and be like, well, Josh Allen can run, he's mobile. BS. Because anytime there's a mobile quarterback in the NFL, everyone wants to be like, well, they're not really a good quarterback. They just use their legs to disguise what's not really there in their arm. It's true. Lamar Jackson won MVP last year, and everybody's like, well, he's still not a great quarterback. And he got his first playoff win this year, and we still weren't putting him in that league of the next future wave of the quarterbacks. Yet here's Josh Allen, who, who did lead the Bills to a 13-3 record. He does have them playing in the AFC Championship game. And yet we want to put him in the same league as Patrick Mahomes? A guy who's won an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, a Super Bowl title, played in three AFC Championship games in as many years that he's been the official starter of his franchise? And we want to put this guy in the same league? Mahomes is playing in his third straight championship game in the AFC. He's been a starter in the league for three years. Let's pump the brakes. I'm all about the future of the AFC. I'm all about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I'm all about McDermott versus Andy Reid. But what I'm not all about is giving somebody so much credit that it's laughable. Let's see what Josh Allen does in a championship game. Let's see where he's at because he looked real rough against Baltimore. And I get it. Baltimore's got a really good defense. He looked decent against the Colts, a game in which they should have probably won a little bit more than they did. A game they almost lost. They blew a lead to Houston last year. That's his playoff resume. I'll stop there. You know what Patrick Mahomes is. You know what else we know? We get to go to our sideline guy after this. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Brand Nicholson, Dusty Likens, get you ready, get you juiced up. For Chiefs Buffalo at Arrowhead Stadium, Chiefs hosting their third straight conference championship game at Arrowhead. Can't wait. Cannot wait, baby. I wish it was the same weather it was at uh, Green Bay. Snow and cold. I know our guy joining us next who also co-hosts Fesco in the morning, but also sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. You can hear him today on 106.5 The Wolf. Uh, he, Mitch Holtis, Dana Hughes, bring you all the action. Uh, I like to coin him the Silver Fox. Mr. Josh Klingler joins us now um, here on 610 Sports Radio, joining us now on the Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling Hotline. Mr. Klingler, how are you this morning? Yeah, you're right. I, I really enjoy the snow. Um, <laughs> I've never been very uh, – I don't think I've very 
been very high maintenance, but I never waver on you know what I'm wearing every day right. until like game days. Then it's like, how many layers do I need? Is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? It's the only time I swear it's the only time I ever really care about what I'm you know throwing on to head out the door. But yeah, those are the considerations right now. So is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? Is it going to be cold? Um, whatever. Let's get this game going. Right. So I know that this is kind of interesting to start this off because you're not you're not a weatherman, but there is a little bit of like a, a disturbance that could affect this game more so in the second half than the first half. Does that concern you at all, or what have you? What have you got pinpointed down for uh, weather-wise at Arrowhead today? A disturbance in the force. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that we've seen this Chiefs team be like the most adaptable thing ever. So, right. I mean, I think I don't, I don't foresee a time where you said, oh, uh, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be able to throw the football or he's not going to be able to, to handle this. He plays pretty well in the snow. So, um, yeah, it could be an effect. Kind of like that first game in, in Buffalo, right? I mean, there was, there was rain that day as well. And, um, they thought it was going to be a little bit maybe maybe slippery, so it just puts a little more emphasis on you know not turning the football over because I think these are two good teams, and uh, one of those critical uh, mistakes or a team capitalizing on on a mistake could could mean the difference in this game. So you know ball security will be at a premium if that weather indeed kind of creeps up and becomes an issue maybe later in the game. Kling, what's like the big matchup you're looking for today? I know you get to like diabolically like look at things a little bit different than most of us because you're uh you're really coined in on this uh this game what's the big one there for you when it comes to Chiefs versus Bills today well I mean I think it's it's getting the pressure on on Josh Allen again like they did in the in the first matchup and really uh, affecting him I have no worries about the Chiefs offense it's just you know I think I think the Bills can 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 play with you and this defense has been you know um criticized at times and and you look at it on paper and the numbers aren't great. They have a few that stand out. I think still I look at kind of how many points per game they're giving up and say, yeah, you're, you're putting yourself in a ballpark to win a lot of games. So, but I think that, you know, the, this Bills offense and that passing game specifically can cause the Chiefs some problems. So less to me about the, the, the corners, although, you know, as long as everybody's out there and you have everybody available and have enough bodies to do it, um, I put it again on the defensive line, kind of like I, I think really I feel like I've done this all, just all year long. Like every game, I'm looking at him like Chris Jones, Frank Clark, guys up front. Um, it is your uh, your game to dictate where this team is going to go, and I think that's the case again today. If they're playing up front and they don't give Josh Allen a lot of time, and they're providing the the secondary the opportunity to have to cover for like one less second or half a second. Um, that's a massive difference. So this, to me, once again, is the guys up front on the de- defensive line to, to have a big game today. You do this every day, uh, Monday through Friday, early in the morning. I know Mondays have got to just be an absolute, uh, just a, a weird wake-up call when you do a late game like this. Why do you think, because, I mean, even, even you, who I listen to and I've listened to for, for the last several years now, why do you think people – put Josh Allen in the same category as Mahomes when the resumes are just completely different? Um, I think it's, well, yeah, and then, then it's, you know, I don't want to say he's like a flash of the pan because I don't think that's true, but he made some major adjustments this offseason to put himself in that realm, right? But also, then you haven't had a body of work really beyond this year. I almost kind of throw out last year. He kind of made those major adjustments and seemingly has unlocked the ability to, to be w- way more accurate. I think, it's, I think it's the arm strength. I think it's his ability to move, um, comfortable in, in running. I think kind of puts him in that same realm. And then, I don't know, when you were watching that game 
uh, last week with Buffalo, Dusty, and, and you saw them, like, not even right. care about running the football. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're like mini Chiefs. Like, this is like, exactly uh, a Chiefs game we've seen before where they just lined up and shotgun and threw it all over the yard. So I think that they seemingly run uh, kind of similar stuff at times to, to what the Chiefs are doing, and I look at them as kind of a, you know, a, a – a lesser version at the moment of, of what the Chiefs are doing offensively. So I guess the quarterback can do kind of similar things in that regard. And then, the, you know, the two of them have been linked and had a kind of a friendly rivalry about who could throw the football further and those types of things. So it's probably taken on a little, uh, a little mind of its own in terms of where these two are at because, yes, Patrick Mahomes has accomplished more, has done it over multiple years now. And uh, Josh Allen had a, had a decent year last year and then really came on as, you know, in a – putting himself statistically in that higher category this year. But it still feels like that, you know, they're, they're the ones that are trying to, to crash the party that Patrick Mahomes is already in. Are they the rival moving forward in the AFC? Or as you said, flash in the pan, is this just a two, three-year run for Buffalo? Or is this, is this legit? This is something we can see moving forward in the AFC. Well, I mean, they've, they've drafted very well. I mean, much has been made of the, you know, kind of the passing on, on you know Mahomes at that pick and trading out of it, but they've drafted well since that time and put themselves in a really good spot to be. Uh, you know the Diggs trade was fantastic um, for them. I mean what a what a find to get a wide receiver unhappy in another location and then come and just be an absolute uh, stud at the next spot. And they've drafted well and you know no they got a they've got a chance. I think their coaching staff's really solid off the Andy Reid tree as well. So. No, I think they put themselves in a really good position to be contenders. Although, you know, it's hard to say, like, who's the rival. I mean, we played that game all season long, didn't right. we? It was Houston in week one. It was Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in week three. It was a sneak peek at Josh Allen in week six. The good news is our guy's in that one, and everybody else is trying to get, again, get into that club where you're trying to determine who's there with the Chiefs. Speaking of a new position and becoming a stud, Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. You can hear him today on 106.5 The Wolf. Um, Kling? I know you'll be a part of the postgame with Jay Binkley. I know Bob Fesco is probably going to text you within the first five minutes of the game to tell you when it's over, which is something you guys do on Monday mornings. Bob <laughs> Fesco's score prediction is 38-2 to 38 today, to two. of course. Yeah, yeah, no. Yep, there we go. Uh, Kling, I got to do it. What's your prediction today? You know, I feel like this is going to be a game in, in the 30s, and I think that I think the, the Bills are going to be able to, to score. And so I, I think this is a kind of a you know, mid-30s to low-30s. So I had it kind of like 34-30, something in that neighborhood. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the, uh, you know, the Chiefs are going to have enough offense. And I think, I think the Bills are going to put up some offense. As much as I believe in this Chiefs defense, maybe more than some, uh, to go out there and do it, I just think the Bills are really good. So I just feel like this isn't going to be a low-scoring game. Um, but it's not going to be like a, a full-scale last one to get the ball kind of shootout. But I think the defense will get some key stops late, and the, uh, the Chiefs will be able to kind of uh, – I think they will you know, play from the front, and the defense will make appropriate stops, and they'll, they'll win a pretty close ball game within a score. Kling, stay awesome, my man. Continue to be a G out there, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'll see you tomorrow morning at about 5.30 a.m. Sounds good. Everyone do their anti-rain dances. Uh, I, don't, I really just don't want to stand in the rain for, for three hours. That's kind of selfish, I know, but let's, let's get a win regardless. Let's do it. See you later, Kling. Thanks again. Yep. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter, also co-host of Fesco in the morning every day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Don't forget, DJ, 7.30, Dayton, 8.30. I think it's interesting when you think about that. He says it, you know, kind of, uh, that's, that's kind of the chemistry that you get with Fesco in the morning is you get, 
you get the Bob Fesco version, which is people are dumb. And here's this, you know, these these takes. And then you get Kling, who's kind of like your your calm, cool, collected. Well, let's be let's let's put this out. Let's think about it this way. But I think he makes a lot of sense. You know, I think that it is true that when you have something that becomes new, uh, that is somewhat comparable to something that is dominant, like Patrick Mahomes, you try to figure out where the next superstar can be. Josh Allen certainly this year put that resume to a test. I don't think it's quite there yet just because I think in football, there obviously is two seasons. There is the regular season and then there is the postseason. As cliche as that can sound, but that is literally where it's at. Tom Brady, we don't really remember Tom Brady for his regular season success. And this is a guy who once went undefeated in the regular season. We don't really talk about that with Tom Brady. What do we talk about with Tom Brady? The six rings, the postseason success, the MVPs, the postseason record, that's where we're at with Tom Brady. Before we even get close to the undefeated season when he was with Randy Moss and set records and looked like he was untouchable. Josh Allen does not have a playoff resume that is very staggering yet. But Patrick Mahomes, three years in the league, three AFC championships, explosive arm. I get that. That's there. The peeing contest that started this rivalry of, I can throw the ball further than you. That's cute. Patrick Mahomes has more trophies on his mantle. Patrick Mahomes has a deeper resume. It always reminds me of the Game of Thrones episode when Jamie Lannister goes in and looks at the Kingsguard and looks at all these people's names, goes through Barris and the Bold, it's like 17 pages long. Then he goes to Jamie Lannister's page and it just says his name, his origin, and his that's it. And he's humbled by it. I'm not saying that Josh Allen's out here saying like, oh yeah, I should be in the same class as Mahomes. There are people out there saying that he should be. And all I'm saying is let's just pump the brakes. And Bob and Josh both are on this defensive mindset where they want to see the guys get it done on the trench and the defensive side of things. Frank Clark, Chris Jones. And when we ask Kling about what the next rivalry is in the NFL, if it's Buffalo, he makes a very valid point. We seem to do this every other week. It was Houston. Well, we know it's not Houston anymore. It was Baltimore. Is it? Was it Cleveland? Is it Buffalo? Buffalo's got a chance today. Bob Fesco says the score is 38 to 2. Josh Klingler says the score is 34 to 30. Chiefs. Interesting debate. His legacy that we talk about next could be in the kingdom or the ring of honor, plus another radio host with another prediction next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 